Welcome to Food Court, a movie podcast where John and Sean watch shit, judge shit, and most importantly, eat shit. We are the law. Ah, the sights, sounds, and smells of cinema and shitty food. Welcome to the first ever episode of Food Court. I'm John Burr, maker of stuff and bullshit artist. With me is fellow, well, I would not call you a bullshit artist. No, I'm true. I'll be true. Yeah, I would call you. I, I thought about introducing the podcast as uh, an old George Pepardism of, my name is John Bird. I'm not a very nice man. <laughs> and here I am with a very nice man, Sean Parrott. Hello. Comedian, actor. Yes. Musician. We both were dabblers. Yes. Truly masters of none. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're horrible at most of the stuff we do. But there's a couple things we excel at. Eating? Yes. <laughs> Going to see movies? Yes, all of them. <laughs> and eating, eating consumption. Oh yes, I'd say we're uh, <laughs> we're consumption verite. Yes, this is what happens naturally when you consume in a sedentary fashion. Yeah, we get big. <laughs> we're big boys. <laughs> uh, we're going to start. Every, this podcast is about the experience of actually going to the movies. It's called Food Court because really every cinematic experience begins with meeting up, deciding what you're going to eat. Yeah. What you're going to see, uh-huh. uh, what the repercussions will be. <laughs> There's a lot, of, a lot of thought that goes into what you're going to eat before a movie. Oh, yes. What did you have tonight, sir? Well, you kind of you kind of stole my thunder. I was headed for the Greek. Oh, I'm sorry. I wanted that sliced beef lamb. <laughs> a bit of a grim augury for uh, a segment we have later. But the Cajun Grill literally called my name. Really? They said your name? Well, not my name. <laughs> Unless my name is Sir. Um, but they got me with the old standby bourbon chicken. Mm, you love that bourbon chicken. And I, I love the Cajun quote-unquote restaurant <laughs> which I, at every food court, which I've done some research on. You can't have multiple Chinese joints in a food court. Really? So that's why this one's called Kelly's Cajun Grill, which but, is uh, somewhat alliterative. Also, I'm a fan of Cajun Charlie's. Yes. And it's always just lo mein. Yeah. With bourbon chicken. Bourbon chicken, and you had a jalapeno chicken as well. I did have, yes. Which uh, put me in, I tasted that, and it put me in a state (laughs) while I was waiting in line. (laughs) But uh, where I was kind of like gasping for air. Oh, really? I didn't know what to do. But I like everything about the Cajun Grill, because inevitably I'm the only white person in line. Sure. Which makes me feel cultured. Yeah. And when you live in Nashville, Tennessee, and you're at Opry Mills Mall... It's a very hard thing to experience. Yeah, it doesn't feel very cultural. Uh, but uh, you went with the uh, probably our favorite joint? I think so. It's certainly the only one where you can get anything even remotely healthy for remotely you. Remotely healthy. Uh, like, not that healthy, but like there, I had a few cucumbers. Yes. So that's not bad. There's like a, a tapenade or something that will, that, will, that will make you think you've done something right yes. if you avoid the sodium that you've poured onto it. Yes, I had the chicken and the rice and, and there were pitas and there was salad. Yeah. I feel very good right I now. I mean, that does seem healthier than my bourbon sugar drenched <laughs> fried chicken and Hot egg sauce. noodle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a, one of my problems. Why I probably prefer the God Emperor Panda. Panda, <laughs> yeah. the, gra- the greatest food court staple of them all. Yes. <laughs> which I'm down on right now, but is usually the best. Really? But okay. their hot sauce, so much better. Really? I mean, the hot sauce I oh, just had got from like Kelly's. A paste, right? Yeah. yeah. It's got more of a sriracha thing. What I just had there, that was, was Texas Pete. Really? Which, as, as I've just found out, not the best move. 
It's not right. On the Chinese chicken. It doesn't make sense. This is kind of a weird one to start out on because I don't think there's going to be much of an argument as to what film we're going to see. No. We, we don't even have a choice. We must see Mission Impossible. We are cruising out. for a bruising. <laughs> we're cruising for a cruising. Now, if we had decided to see another film, what could, what would our choices have been? I guess Blind Spotting is out. Yes, which I want to see badly. Yeah. Um, we've seen we've seen Sorry to Bother You, which was fun. Yes, it was wild as hell. It was wild as hell. Um, that, that movie had balls. <laughs> yeah. And other and genitalia. Veiny, yeah. Um, <laughs> we could, there's some kids' movies out. Transult, wait. Teen Titans. Oh, yes. I would see that. I don't know if you would see that. I, I might. I would see anything. You'd probably see the new Sandler. Transylvania. Oh, I don't think I can't I would. believe that we're on the third of these. This is just the worst trailers. Like, usually you can find a way to make a trailer interesting, but even the trailers are bad for those, which makes me think it couldn't possibly be good, right? I just want to know what accent he's using. What his trans- Is his Transylvanian accent, is it the Shabadoobie? It is essentially that. He oh, actually does a Shabadoobie in the trailer. That's amazing. Shabadoo, Dabadoo. It's does does the Dracula does the Vlad Dracula of this picture yeah. just wear like a giant T-shirt Sandler style? <laughs> He's, he loves Thanksgiving. I mean, does Chandler even put like beautiful women in his movies anymore? Like, or is he just like? Is it just always David Spade? I mean, I, does David Spade play the princess? It's a cartoon in so this who animated knows? feature. Maybe. I, I don't know, I don't know what he does. Does he have a wife or a family? I think he has a secret family. Yes. Oh. I, I think he's he's got that he's got that 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 fuck you money where he can he can like hide and shelter. <laughs> he can protect his people. <laughs> That's smart. Well, I mean, you don't want to end up like Cruz. No. Cruz. Everybody found out what Sir, he was, and now they hate him. Siri or whatever her name is, all in the news. <laughs> he's got Who's a that? Lo- his child Suri? Was it Suri? Oh, I don't know. You're, you're not up on the cruise, the, the cruise ch- children he's, names. He stood on a couch, and everybody was mad at him for that, being on a couch. It's amazing that that's that's the closest thing we have to a uh, scandal when yeah. you're the head of Scientology. <laughs> yeah. Is jumping on Oprah's couch. He jumped on a couch, and he, people are like, "Nope, we're out." The Scientology thing is crazy. <laughs> we'll get to more cruise later. Yes, but uh, finish your meal. Let's go see a movie. Didn't we? What just happened? <laughs> Should we talk about the craziest part first, and I, then talk I, about the movie? I, I well, typically I'd like to start with our Orange Julius, Orange Previulius. Yeah, but can we even get to that? Let's do it. Let's let's go through the previews. Okay, and then see what happens. Because <laughs> okay. the previews were interesting. I yeah. thought they yeah. were very bad for a while. Lots of bad ones. What were they? That my mind erased them mostly. The first there was, man. Uh, there was. Uh, Goldbug. Gold- Bumblebee. Oh, yes, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. I kind of like that trailer, even though I'll never, ever see that movie. Well, you know how I, I, I will admit to the listeners, I am a fan of some Bayhem. Yes, you're I'm a Bayhead. A, I really like Pain and Gain and really, really, really like 13 Hours. Yes, it's awesome. Uh, I sort of hate myself for loving it. but No, uh, it's great. <laughs> but, baby, it ain't a rag, it's flag, so... <laughs> I'm going to wrap myself in that uh, druid's cowl we call the stars and bars. America's beautiful. Uh, but I don't like the Transformers movies, but this one, uh, I guess, insert 
uh, comments about this being a smaller, a smaller tail. Feelings. It's about the feelings that a car has. I, I, I predict that if uh, this movie was made by Pixar, it would be a critical hit. <laughs> Maybe. But alas, we'll be skewered. But <laughs> well, I mean, it, it'll have that mayhem, though. Yeah. I mean, did he even, direct it? Even I don't know. I, I uh, felt like he did. Probably. I feel like he did. There was a shot of a garage door opening that somehow gave me a boner, so that <laughs> seems like Michael Bay. That's his thing. Uh, then we saw the First Man trailer, which I think you and I you disagreed hated. on. You hated it. I was stunned at how they could make something like taking off for the moon doll, but they did. <laughs> I thought it was very tense. I liked it. What made, what was tense about it? Just the like the breathing? The noise and the shaking? <laughs> I thought that was some sub-Ron Howard... Uh, Liftoff. I mean, maybe that was the point. And it certainly, it, it, they couched the trailer like it was one of those, this is a whole scene from a movie thing, but there's no way no. that that could have been the whole scene. No. That would be devastating. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how flying to the moon would take one minute in a scene. Right. <laughs> and, and I mean, I'm still going to see that movie. I'm excited for it. I'm definitely going to see it. It looks cool. I, I wasn't a big La La Land fan. Yeah. Like, La La Land was, it was fine. Yeah. If you've never seen a musical before, maybe I could see getting swept off your feet. Sure. But it wasn't a great musical. No, the songs just, aren't great. Nobody you know. makes musicals anymore. Yeah. If you liked La La Land, go if see you... Singing in the Rain and shut the fuck up. Yeah. See some color. It's just colorful. People um, like colors. I do love Whiplash, though. Ooh, Whiplash is fantastic. That's what makes me excited about this one, because it's like, seems like it's back in kind of thriller territory. Was Miles Teller the other dude with Gosling? Who was that pug face dude? I don't know. I don't know him. Was it the boy who dies in Dunkirk, a.k.a. the creepiest performance ever in that... Uh, He's too young, right? I don't know, man. These <laughs> kids grow sacred fast deer? now. Yeah, yeah. Killing so. a sacred deer kid is terrifying. He's terrifying. I hope it's him. Yeah? I got sad when he died in Dunkirk. I don't, I don't think I can Really? You felt emotions during Dunkirk. I did. That's rare. I, I'm, I think it's the only Nolan one. No, Interstellar, I guess, made you me feel emotions. You felt emotions. Yeah. The fifth dimension is low. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was the part that maybe didn't make me that feel. That was the emotion you felt. But the part where he's just staring and crying for like 10 minutes straight it got me <laughs> emotional. Dude, Wooder, Wooderson was emoting. Yeah. There was no all right, all right, all right. No. In Interstellar. He was just weeping and tears Those girls do cheeks. not stay the same age <laughs> in Interstellar. Um, but, so the First Man trailer I think would have been kind of cool. Yeah. On its own, but then I feel like they made a grievous error. They made a big mistake. Actually, I think maybe the they played the 2001 trailer for, I guess, the new re-release soon. Right. And um, I, it's probably better that they didn't play the 2001 before the first man, because then that would have been really bad. Right. But they should have left like a good 10 minutes in between them. They so should have put that Transylvania see. 3D trailer <laughs> in between those two. So that somebody didn't end up looking like an ass. It's tough. It's tough to see 2001 around anything really, and not. It really go, is. Oh man, it's a bit really... of an odd trailer. Yeah. Like they didn't leave. They they really went all over the place, showing scenes from the end. I guess they they they're assuming everyone has seen it. I guess so. Has everyone seen it? Or maybe just the guys who make trailers. They don't know how to make trailers that don't have spoilers in them anymore. Yeah. It's... I have many friends, friends who are happier than me. They're called sure. Republicans. Wait, no. <laughs> They're people who don't watch trailers, which mm-hmm. I wish I could not watch trailers. It's tough to not. T- I mean, you but just I have to get to the movie them. later I mean, or something. It's part of the experience. Yeah. Got to get that engine revved. Yeah. I, the 2001 thing made me excited for 2001, but only because I like 2001. Um, I 
I thought it was weird that they had so many kind of strange versions of uh, also Sprock Thorothrustra. Right. I mean, it's just like weird versions of it. I mean, I guess it worked all right, but I'm just excited to see it big as hell. So for for me, when I hear the Sprock Zarathustra, I think of firstly Ric Flair. <laughs> sure. Secondly, Elvis Presley. Okay. Thirdly, 2001. Yeah. And that's my order. Yeah. Does that make me a Luddite? Um, not a Luddite. Uh, a, a plebe? Are a you a plebe? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what you are. A Philistine? <laughs> Maybe. That might be right. Which one's from the Bible? I don't uh, want to be from the Bible. Philistines are from the Son Bible. Son of a bitch. Isn't that who? Goliath? Yes, he that's killed right. them all. With an ass? He killed him with an ass, right? Is that true? I'm not sure. There was a sling involved. I'll put your ass in a sling. I think my <laughs> I father said that to it. me at some point. <laughs> uh, but enough about the uh, previews, which are invariably a highlight or low light of any cinematic sure. experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's about when I started feeling that bourbon chicken, by the way. And I did have my large two liter of water that you guys chastised me for. Yes. But I did make it through that film. I don't know how you did it. It's a long ass movie. It really is a long movie. But it's such an enthralling picture. It's so intense. We're now we're not, we're into the general Zoe's general thoughts. <laughs> yes, we are. That at the climax of the movie, an actual riot broke out. Yes, there was I don't know what was happening. Do you think it was phone use? Is I think so. I didn't realize it was phone use till the end of the fight, but I believe it was phone use. Yeah. The rows directly behind us and directly behind that row got into two separate fracases. Oh, was starting. it two? Well, there was one was during the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. You got so rigid and you never looked back. I shut down. I was hoping it would go away. <laughs> well, one of them, their back was arching over your head <laughs> like a tubular wave that you were terrifying. hanging ten on. I, I, I don't so think you afraid. knew how close the action you were. I was so afraid. <laughs> and the only phrases I heard were, unfortunately, the N-word. Lots of the N-word. Although by, there was not a black man involved. There was no, no, there was a black, there was a white guy and maybe a Hispanic Guys? There were a couple of Hispanic fellows, and one of whom were... looked like DJ Khaled, the main instigator. Yes. And, and then there was, like, a very small, like, he kind of looked like the meth head from Breaking Bad, but a Hispanic he... version of yes. him. He was very into it. And yeah. then it was just a bunch of cargo pants, cargo short-wearing white dudes. Yes. And um, and apparently there was a dad involved, because the only things I heard was the N-word. Yeah. And then... Some sort of variation on the phrase, I will beat your ass in front of your daddy. Yes, there's somebody's dad was going to be around to see the fight. And then every once in a while, politely, some I think it may have been the aforementioned daddy, would say, sit down and watch the movie, will ya? <laughs> he was right. I was with him. Why didn't they sit down? But, Actually, though, yeah, go ahead. this is how enthralling the movie was. Eventually they went, okay, let's not fight until the end of this movie. Correct. So and we, no one went and got security. <laughs> I think some people threw, ran out. I feel like those people moved and just got closer to the movie. Oh, no. I started to look at the exits, and no one ever came in to stop said <laughs> skirmish. I think these people were so... It's it's kind of like the Burt Reynolds speech from Boogie Nights. <laughs> people were, were willing to sit in the cum and the blood. <laughs> they were. I mean, we didn't move, and it was right on top of us. Yeah, I couldn't move. I wanted to see the end of the movie. <laughs> I mean, it, it, and we'll get to it. It also led to one of the funniest things I've ever experience ever. Our friend, uh, comedian Michael Hampton, who will be on, I guess, on the show at some point, I think the only actually black person in the theater. Yes. And, does, and, and uh, 
his comment on the egregious use of the N-word being bandied about <laughs> between uh, two groups of non-African-American people yes. was, they must have been able to smell my blood. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the most absurd yet awesome thing <laughs> he was I've right. ever heard. They were raging for some reason. Uh, but eventually we were given uh, free passes to yes. see this excellent movie yet again. I can't wait. What were your thoughts on the movie? Um, two thumbs up. From one, just me. I'm putting both of my thumbs up. I liked it a whole lot. Um, are we going to rank? Are we ranking our missions? Oh, I feel like this was clearly Is the greatest clear? mission. Really? I think this, I think this out De Palma, De Palma. I think it. I think I might be right. I feel like one, four, and six are all kind of in there for me. Ghost Protocol and the I'm first one. This will become a food court staple where I have what I call like cinema hypnosis or. <laughs> Post-cinema, post-coital cinema sure. high. Yeah. Because I'm very high on this movie right yes, now. Yes, of course. Even though the ending was kind of ruined for us. It was By a fracas. Ruined. Yes. Although, I, I, I don't know. It was it was funny because my adrenaline went from, like, oh, yeah. movie adrenaline to, yeah. oh, dear God, these men are going to fall on us. Real life. Or, more likely fall on you. Fear. They're going to hurt me. Uh but I was I mean, just glad there wasn't... I, I was sure the way people were yelling that there, a gun was going to come out and I was going to have to duck. It was some very bombastic yelling. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what you have to do if you want to not fight someone, is you I, have to yell loud I, enough. I have always scared away <laughs> would-be attackers with craziness. <laughs> I don't have the size or the fearsome appearance. We didn't talk about the end of the fight, though. Oh, do tell. I mean, the end of the fight was essentially us running out of the theater, but Correct. Like, the white dudes... Oh, going up and fighting hard. Ah, uh, I was a sh- it was a shocking outcome. Yeah, cargo pants, dad crew definitely won the fight. Yeah, which I was stunned by. Yeah, I although mean, they had the size and the numbers, they were strong. But I was just surprised. Like if I'm and a white the, and, dude, and and the white dudes had the lower ground, they had seeded the higher ground. So yeah. I would me, I'm not fighting in that <laughs> those circumstances. No, you got to have the higher ground. But Definitely. I mean, so my rating, I, I love the movie. The Race War, I didn't love as much. Yeah, I'm, uh, I feel I never want to be even that close to a Race War again. <laughs> really feel, make me feel bad. Yeah. Um, but the movie itself, I thought it was exactly what the last Mission Impossible, which I did not enjoy. You did not like it. Was yeah. going for. Yeah. the tongue was in cheek. Yes, definitely. Um but it, it didn't talk down to us. It took us along for the ride. Sure. And I'm trying to think of a better um, comparison to an older movie, but there's a movie called The Kremlin Letter, which is one of my favorite spy movies. Okay. Uh, it was a perfect blend of, to me, like a spy movie and Star Wars because okay. it had this amazing frenetic pace. And even the way they transitioned with the wipes and everything yeah. reminded me of Star, what Star Wars should be. And sure. that, that this movie never, ever, ever lets up. No. There's like some... Like, right at the beginning, there's kind of a little bit of, like, people standing and talking. Yeah. But that's okay, because Mission Impossible movies are supposed to start with that intro. Yeah, definitely. That's easing us into our, you know, that's a a place of recognition, a a place where we can feel comfortable. Yeah, and also it's like, I was reading some, I don't even remember who wrote it. I was reading some article about it at some point, and they were talking about how, like, every Mission Impossible is like standalone. You wouldn't. You don't have to see any other Mission Impossible to enjoy this Mission Impossible, right? I mean, it helps because there's so many references and so much of it is. And about we'll get to this of, later. But I, I really think they could have done done away with all of it. Oh, really? I understand that. Th- you know, they've they've obviously you know 
put a lot into this mythos, but I could care less, and I can't keep it straight. I was oh, yeah. very relieved Jeremy Renner wasn't in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I like Rindog, Rin yeah. Fair, Mastermind. He's no Joel Edgerton, man. Uh, oh, wow. He kind of is Joel Edgerton. They're the same guy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, well, let, let's uh, let's transition to something we're going to call the mystery meat beef lime hero of the flick. Okay. Or is it gyro? H- hero, gyro, hero, gyro? Gyro. Gyro. I've heard flick? them all. Yes. Who do you think this film belonged to the most? Oh, this man. can be an actor. This can be a director. This can be DJ Khaled starting a fight with somebody's dad. It seems like... I mean, is Tom Cruise the director? If so, he... <laughs> I mean, let's talk about the Christopher McQuarrie-Tom Cruise relationship. Yeah. Because for me, it's been fruitless unless I'm laughing at it. Yeah. A la Jack Reacher. Sure. A hysterical film. Yeah. It's... Features one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen when Tom Cruise whips out his... I mean, for a 50-something-year-old man, really great body. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's not a body that is going to impress a 28-year-old woman. No. Most it's a likely. weird body, Or yeah. make her nearly faint, as it does in Jack Reacher, <laughs> when he takes off his shirt. Yes. When he's, when he's making the woman from Gone Girl nearly faint, that's a laugh-out-loud moment for me. <laughs> it's very silly. Almost as funny as when they cast Werner Herzog as their antagonist. Oh, he's so good. He's just he's playing Werner Herzog. Shirt. Back on, Mr. Cruz. <laughs> I'm bad. I'm a bad man. Uh, so I thought Macquarie and Cruz has been pretty awful. Yeah, you didn't like Rogue Nation. One, I liked Rogue Nation a lot. Right. But, but I thought this was like a tight-as-a-drum script. Yes. Kind of usual suspect-y, which is where he made his name. Yeah, of course. And the only thing I've ever liked besides... Uh, the only thing I... I kind of like Christopher Macquarie's debut flick, Way of the Gun, which is like oh, I've never an ode it. to Peck and Pot. Mm-hmm. It's really out there. Mm-hmm. It's... It's not. It's not a good movie, <laughs> but but it, it has something. Like okay. I, any 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 kind of ode to Peck and Pot's gonna get me. Sure. In my bloody feels. Yeah. I mean, I think. I guess. It's hard for me to pick. What is the most important part? I I thought Cruz's acting was not that great in this one. He, he does some weird looks. <laughs> There's some really weird looks. But also he could anyone else no one this on side of Jackie Chan, no. or could even Jackie Chan. Right now, know. pull off this movie. I don't think he could because these stunts all, at the very least, looked real. Can Jackie Chan fly a helicopter? Because I, I think have... Tom Cruise can actually fly a helicopter, right? I think Tom Cruise's Scientology ethos has really benefited us all at this point. I was thinking this, like if, if his delusions any... of grandeur yes. have made him a god. <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking, like if if any like famous Christian was able to do this it would make me like oh maybe i believe in god or something like <laughs> yeah. this kevin sorbo ain't doing this no but cruz is doing this like maybe scientology even even though it's kind of evil and scary maybe it makes you great yeah i mean <laughs> does you, it make you this, amazing this era tom cruise and last decades will smith those are as good a calling cards as you can have yes that's true <laughs> i mean it's, it doesn't work as well when it's jason beggy and the lady from king of queens no but when it, tom cruise is like at 57, flipping motorcycles and, you yeah. know, crashing armored cars and steering helicopters with his dick. I mean... Jumping over buildings. Jump, he, he jumping a- through buildings. <laughs> he is a building. Uh, and I mean, and, and this must be said, he's my hero of the flick. Yeah. But to beat out the sexiest man alive. Cavill. Henry Cavill. Ooh, he was good too. Who may be... The best burgeoning movie star we've got. Yeah. And, and believe you me, I don't want to like Henry Cavill. Okay. I've seen interviews with the guy. Oh, I yeah. I sat through Justice League. I don't want to. Yeah. But 
When he pops those sleeves, yeah, I want him inside me. He's he's a strong man. He's Good got his draw. He delivers those American lines better than any American who's ever lived. Oh yeah, is he British? Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean this it. is like my second favorite Cavill performance mm-hmm. after you've seen the Man from Uncle, right? Yes, of course. Amazing in it. He's great in it. Yeah. I mean, Cavill has the two best spy performances of our of our era. I think. Yeah. Like yeah. he's he's the man. I mean, there's just nobody else doing spy stuff. And, and in this, one. he kind of plays the uh, the Army Hammer character from Man from Uncle. He's, yes. He's the machine. Mm-hmm. And he really, he's, I mean, he nails it. He's, he's the perfect, terrifying. perfect yeah. antagonist for Cruz. Yeah. And the Cruz, for once, didn't feel like he had to stand on a box. He was willing to be smaller. Yes. Um, yeah. They did that a little bit in Rogue Nation, too, where they like yeah. kind of had huge dudes to where it's just like, okay, this is... I think maybe Cruz is embracing his inner Chan. Yeah. And I think also he's like... He kind of embraces the fact that, like, it's better that way. Yeah. It makes him seem more exciting if he has to fight someone who's, like, ten feet taller than this him. This is going to be crazy if Cruz ends up, like, taking out his perfect teeth and goes back to, like, the uh, Lost Boys uh, Outsider's teeth he used to have before he got him Affleck-capped. Let's just go back, Cruz. Let's, yeah. let's see the real you. The pace of this movie is what sets it apart, I think. From, it's insane. Certainly from the other Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. I mean, even, like, the plot twists happen in this frenetic, like, during transitions of scenes. Yes. Yeah, there's, like, so many plot twists that they're not even played as twists. They're just kind of played as, like, part of the story as it goes. Right. Like, there's so many that, like, oh, wait, what? And, it, and this movie, like, the beats and the iconography is pretty super heroic. Yes. Like, it was very, like, damn, why couldn't these guys have made Justice League? Like, uh, yeah. Because they, they're doing it with characters that I think honestly don't even deserve like the grandeur and the like the way they're treated like I'm not super attached to Rebecca Ferguson Simon Pegg and where's the beef Uh, Ving Rhames (laughs) I Uh, did like Ving Rhames in this I was surprised I did too that's the first time I've liked Ving Rhames since the first time I saw Ving Rhames which I think was Pulp Fiction yeah I thought he was good I mean he had that one emotional scene where he has to basically carry the he has to basically be the whole movie and explain why the movie exists essentially and he Kind of nails it, and we didn't need it. No, didn't well, need it at all. I like. I don't know. I like yeah. the, how that all came together. Where it's like the whole time you think this is some evil dude. Okay, what happens in Mission Impossible Two? Oh, I have no idea. I've what happens totally in Mission forgot. Impossible Three? Who knows? I don't know. See, I don't remember those movies. We don't need to know. <laughs> we didn't need two separate recaps. Yeah, one teary-eyed Ving Rhames, Arby's ad. Yeah, and one literally bodiless voice, or it's sometimes Alec Baldwin. Yes. Which Alec Baldwin was not as bad as he usually is. Yeah, I think he's okay in these movies. Like, I haven't seen Alec Baldwin be good in a, in a movie in so long. It's been like The Shadow. Really? Yeah. The Departed? He's horrendous <laughs> in The Departed. The scene where he is getting angry in The, de- in the Departed is yeah. one of the least realistic scenes I've seen in a film. <laughs> he's insane. <laughs> and I just watched two uh, helicopters cockfight. That's true. Um, well, we've talked about what we enjoy. Yes. There's always got to be the other end of the totem pole. Let's go to the low main, low man of the flick. Mm, I think for you, it's the music, right? You seemed the music was bothering me, but it, it, it like there were to me the exposition was still probably worse. Yeah, but I don't know why the music had to be that kind of um, 
What's the Nolan movie with the... Oh, yeah. Uh, which one is that? It's That's between the prestige the and the trailer noise. It's yeah, now it's the trailer noise. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, we can't, we can't blank on the movie with Leo DiCaprio and oh, Inception. Inception, yes. It was it was inceptionalized. Yes. Substituted. I really liked the one cue that they played when he was having that previs kind of thing. Coral that kind cue? Of, maybe. Was it when he jumped from building to building and it went... Ah! No, I like that, that was amazing. That was awesome. <laughs> I was talking about, like... He's having this kind of pre-visualization of what the... Oh, and those were cool. Yeah. And that, like, little sweet kind of strings, creepy strings, I liked a whole lot. Um, I don't know who the low man is. I I didn't love... Normally, I like Simon Pegg, but I didn't love him in this. I guess he didn't have much to do. Yeah, I'm not much of a pegger myself. Though I do like him. I mean, I love him in Hot Fuzz and stuff like that, but you don't really care about those movies. I mean, it's just not... Edgar Wright's not my style. Sure. uh, And he's just a little... uh, Simon Pegg is a little one note for me, but that's okay. He's, he's he plays that one note fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For me, yeah, th- th- I could have done without the exposition, but I liked the rest of the writing. So it's it's hard for me to to to, to take a dump on anyone. Uh, yeah. The cinematography was stellar. I, I think Rob great. Hardy's up and coming. The I love him in uh, Annihilation and wait, I mean, he's done a great job. Oh, is that the guy who shot it? Yeah. Oh shit. He's yeah, very, looks... very British. Oh. He even has, like, a connection to Sean Harris, who might be my low man, actually, the really? villain of the piece. Yeah. I think he's very dull. Yeah. Uh, I get tired of his voice. <laughs> but he was in Red Riding Hood, which is the first time I noticed Rob Hardy. So oh, yes. There's a little bit some circles closing yeah. here. But, I mean, I don't have a lot of negative things to say about no. this movie. I mean, yeah, it's one of those movies that's, like, so good that the negative things are, like... Things you can kind of go, eh, I didn't like that that much, yeah, though I, mean, I still loved it. <laughs> I mean, this movie was really an excellent amalgamation of what made the TV show and the first Mission Impossible movie great. Yes. Combined with a lot of, like, James Bond elements. Yeah. It really, this was a level-up moment for the franchise, which is clearly going to continue being a franchise. I can't imagine how they'll make a movie that is more than this movie. I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise. Sure. Uh, sometimes, ironically. Yeah. This is probably my most enjoyable, unironic Tom Cruise experience. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, he's amazing. It's like, you know, yeah. Buster Keaton and Jackie Chan. And like, It's like that thing, like a person who's willing to give all of themselves just to entertain you. What a nice yeah. guy this he is. This is a, like a very begrudging acceptance of that Tom Cruise, he's gone clear. Yes. He is. He's he is pure. Ba- he is battling Xenu. <laughs> He is. He's fighting. What if he defeats Zeno just for us? Uh, I don't know, but but uh, it was uh, as close to a, a, a perfect action movie experience as I've had in a long time, and that's including uh, having a rowdy, riotous, potentially race war yes. happening, not within earshot, but directly behind. Yes, Sean's bumping into ears. <laughs> now, let me ask you this: how how does it figure in with the rest of the movies you've seen this year? Is it high? Oh, pretty high, huh? It's not the best. I still have First Reform clocking in at number one. Okay, it's the finest film I've seen. But I think I'm going to slot in uh, Mission Impossible. You're uh, putting it above Upgrade. Fallout. I, I liked it better than Upgrade. Wow. Uh, and I loved Upgrade. Upgrade yes. is a perfect genre classic. Yeah. Uh, very stupid movie. Movie that I, the type of movies from my youth that I still harken back to. That's another thing. First Reform. As like an artful piece, and it's a lot easier to put a movie like that number one. Yeah, yeah. Time will tell on this movie because rewatchability is going to be important for this movie, yeah. and I'm wondering if it might be slightly too long to remain a true classic. I don't know, man. I I can't imagine 
like that we haven't even talked about like one maybe my favorite scene when he's like driving around Paris and riding the motorcycle around Paris. It's insane. It's uh, one of the finer chase scenes put to film. Yeah, it's like French Connection level. Like yeah. this is like when I'm I was more of watching... a to live and die in L.A. man. Oh, but, sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get all freaking nerd on me, but, uh, but yeah, I was literally like my mouth was open, just like. <gasps> What? Yeah. I was just in I, I almost awe. feel bad this is our first podcast. First one we're going to release anyways. Yeah. We've, we've, tried, <laughs> we've tried sundry setups um, because it's such an effusive, effusive praise. Yeah. But I really think it's the movie's quite an achievement. It's unbelievable. I and, mean. And you know what? It's why we like formats like IMAX. It's why yes. we're willing to spend the extra money. It's why we endure things such as bourbon chicken. Yes. And, uh. The different mystery meats we imbibe. <laughs> All right, Sean. Yes. I'm pretty sure I know what your final verdict is. Uh, but give it to me. Innocent? Innocent. I was going to Wait, say guilty. Guilty. <laughs> guilty. Of being a rip roaring, <laughs> nearly perfect action movie. Okay, I'll say that too. And I, and I even think the things that are bad about it, we're going to laugh about down the line. Yeah, who cares? Like the, the, like the moments of Tom Cruise onanism. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, when he's worshiping himself, it's beautiful. There is that moment when a when a hurt cop tries to kiss him on the mouth. Oh my Jesus! Why how did we not talk about this? <laughs> how did we not talk about this? She loves him so much that she like leans in to nearly love him. A cop that he has just rescued, who he does not share a language barrier with, <laughs> or he has a language barrier with. Yeah. Although he does, of course, speak perfect French. What am I saying? <laughs> uh, leans in for a kiss as he as he tends to her wounds. She loves him. That's, uh, I can't put it any better. It's so good. Well, there you have it. First ever episode of Food Court. My name's John Burr. And I'm Sean Parrott. Bon appetit. If you like Food Court, please rate and review us on iTunes. Food Court is John Burr and Sean Parrott. With music by How I Became the Bomb. Edited by Sean Parrott and John Burr. For more information, visit us on the web at foodcourtmoviepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at foodcourtcast. Until next time, we'll see you at the food court.